Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. Sunday evening we're recording this, but it's a Monday episode. Work that out if you can. Um, What's going on? We've got something we need to address that's quite important that involves yeah. uh, a bearded man of <laughs> some repute. Uh, I, I speak, of course, of, uh, of something that appeared on the BBC archive Twitter earlier on, it's Ringo Starr, mm. um, and it's Ringo Starr on this day, 1971, a mere 52 years ago, and it says, Ringo Starr showcased more than just his musical prowess after the Beatles breakup. In this clip, he unveils his steel furniture creations to John Noakes. It's a clip from Blue Peter, and Ringo Starr, it's three and a half minutes long, Ringo Starr has been inventing uh, furniture, shelving. Great inventor, uh, yeah. A, a fun type of machine, and he talks John Noakes through it all on this on this clip. First of all, the Beatles split up in 1970. The Beatles yeah. were the biggest group in the world by far, mm. you know, in the stratosphere. And then the, yeah. the notion that 12 months later or whatever, Ringo Starr would just fucking pitch up on Blue Peter on children's BBC seems yeah. to me inexplicable. Yeah. To show uh, well, off the I think it's, in, it's, it's absolutely amazing in lots of ways. And one of the things is, it is weird that he said that he's gone on exactly to show off some shelves. Yeah. After, I mean, there's nothing, we can't even, there's young listeners, we couldn't even create anything to compare to that today. Because even if you think, I don't know, who's famous? Harry Styles. Yeah. This is like, they were a million times bigger yeah. than Harry Styles, yeah. right? Harry Styles is a pop like, star. The Beatles were a cultural phenomenon. Or like Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. It would be, you know, and still, you're not even close. Nowhere near. Right, but say if Taylor Swift stopped doing pop music and everyone was thinking, where is she? And a year now later what? she went on yeah. a kids, kids' TV show... To just really dourly and unenthusiastically <laughs> talk about some some shelving that she'd been working on since she'd retired from pop, right? It's the best. Uh, now, a lot of people, a lot of people, and a few people tweeted us with this. I should say thanks. I think the first person I got it from was, I got, I've got i seen two people here, Stu and the mysterious Mr. P, but various people have sent it to us quite rightly. The thing is, right, we talked a lot about Get Back, right? Like a lot of fucking <laughs> tedious old farts, we went on and on about the Beatles film, yeah. Get Back, and <laughs> how it was amazing, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, what's his... Logan Roy cried in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Why he was thing. still alive. <laughs> 
The best thing about the whole get back thing, we, we talked about, we looked forward to it for ages, didn't we? Then it came out and we sat through it and it's like, what is it, like eight hours or something like, like that, that yeah. right? And, and it, But we loved it and we talked about it and every fucking boring white bloke in the country talked about it for ages, us included, and that was all good. <laughs> but easily the best thing to come out of it for me was that evening <laughs> yeah. with Glyn Johns and Logan Roy. <laughs> at my local cinema discussing it. Uh, I mean, that for me was much better than yeah, the film itself. You're so privileged. Yeah, yeah. But, but, the this, this here now with Noakes and Ringo Starr, it's better than Get Back. There, I've said it. It's better than Get Back. Everyone, Disney put all that money into Get Back and they got in from Lord of the Rings to make it. And yeah. oh yeah, isn't it great? But listen... This is better. Yeah. It's shorter, <laughs> yeah, for starters, it which is much better, more appealing. R- Ringo says more in this than he does in the whole of Get Back. Yeah. I think. And it doesn't say it's much. A, it's a million times stranger, right? Because <laughs> one of the things about Get Back, now on reflection, was that we all believed that the Beatles were like alien life forms, special people, strange. You mm. thought they spoke like the lyrics of fucking... Uh, I am the walrus at all mm. times, right? But in fact, one of the most commented upon things was that it was so um, sort of ordinary and mundane. They drank tea, it. they ate toast, and they just ploddingly wrote their songs as they went along. Did some beetling, yeah. They did some beetling. Sometimes George Harrison would send someone out to buy him some shoes, but that was about as strange as it got, right? Yeah. Peter Sellers <laughs> turned up and confused everyone. It was really everyone awkward. felt awkward for a bit, yeah. Right, but yeah. this, this is what you want. This is truly strange. It's much shorter and easier to watch. And crucially, it includes John Noakes, right? Noakes Who, right, yeah. if John Noakes had been in Get Back instead of Peter Sellers, right, that <laughs> would have been what made it extra, extra special, right? It would have had and another fuck, hour on the running time as well because he, he wouldn't have gone. We need John Noakes in this because Ringo... I don't know what's going on with Ringo, but it's like he is so depressed, right? And he can't hair. hide it. Look at his hair. His son. hair hasn't been washed since the Beatles broke up. It's not been washed right. since Get Back. Like when Lennon turned up. I, I haven't washed my hair since we, were, since we did the Let It Be sessions at Abbey Road. <laughs> it's like all unkempt at the back as well and all just, just like curling outwards off your shoulders that- and it's... I made the first thing I made when I decided I wanted to start making things was this patchwork jacket I'm wearing. He's got a patchwork jacket as well. By Joseph Brilliant. and his multicolored dream coat. <laughs> uh, can, John, you may have noticed how pale and almost green tinged my pallor is. That's because I have been eating very badly since the Beatles <laughs> broke up. I've been Just having toast. I've been having hardly any fruit or vegetables, <laughs> just mainly toast and tea. It's no diet for a young man. <laughs> yes, like... I did notice that, actually, Ringo. You look at death's door. You smell. Yes, well... You smell terrible. <laughs> yes, I, that's been commented upon. I do smell quite badly. I haven't washed since the Beatles broke up. All I've been doing is drinking tea, eating toast, making my patchwork jacket, and, and... recently... 
overseeing the construction of this shelving unit. Designing some furniture. He says, how long have you been? John Nook says to him, how long have you been designing furniture now? He says, oh, about, about 18 months. <laughs> it just places it exactly after the Beatles split up. <laughs> he started the next day. Yeah. I woke up. And I thought to myself, well, I've got, what am I going to do with my time now? How am I going to film the days? And then it hit me. Shelving. And it's 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 like a stainless steel column mm. that he's built. And it's got shelves on it, which seem to be... Are they made of steel as well or are they glass? I can't really tell. Steel. The two materials the he works steel. Oh, with. yeah, the shelves are steel as well. He loves steel, but he also loves Perspex, which, of course, yeah. as you know, and any regular listeners will know, is my favourite material, yeah. Perspex, isn't it? Yeah. From my well, mum's time at Science let's, Centre. Let's not okay. get the, to Perspex right. yet. Let's not get to Perspex too easy, quickly, yeah. Stainless steel shelves. And Nork says, you can move your shelves up and down, can't you? Uh, <laughs> he says, any level. Yeah, <laughs> you can. <laughs> any, any level. level yeah. That's right. You can have them all down well the bottom. Spotted. You can have them all down the top. You could just space them out. It's up to you. It, it's so spinal tap. You know, like <laughs> we were talking the other day, what's yeah. his name? And he's talking about working in a shoe shop. Yeah. It's like that. Because he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you need a shelf quite high if you want to keep something out of reach. <laughs> out of Maybe reach of a kiddies. child. <laughs> Maybe of a child or a dog. And sometimes you need it low. If you just want, you don't want to bend too far to pick up your cup of tea or your toast. Fucking brilliant! But then there's a bit at the top, which John Knox points out. He says, "Now that at the top is black, and that's wood. That's not steel." <laughs> and then Almost Ringo accusa- says, "There's an accusatory tone to Knox at this stage." Ringo just says, oh, "No, that's just been put up there for now." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a placeholder. <laughs> I'm not sure what we're going to have up there. that, John. He says, <laughs> he says, that's just been put up there for now. We made four of these. That's got nothing to do with anything. Fuck it. He is, I tell you what, I don't know what's going on with Ringo, but I wouldn't have given him much time at this stage if I'd seen this live. I mean, yeah. before I was born, I would have been like, what the fuck? This bloke's in real trouble. Because yeah, the thing is, some, he's agreed to... Professional help in. Oh, yeah, he's, he's agreed to go on it. But he just seems really unenthusiastic. But I'm not criticising him for it. It's like, it's a bit sad. It's like he's gone, all right, all right. I'll go on Blue Peter and I'll talk about my designs. Maybe Mm. that's a good idea. It'll get me out of the house and get me back in the limelight. Maybe that would raise my spirits. But then he's got there. He's turned up at fucking BBC Television Centre. And he's like, they've gone, okay, Ringo, you're on. Okay, no, John's ready for you now, Ringo. And he's just, he's gone and he's like, oh, I wish I hadn't agreed to this. <laughs> this was a mistake. about these shelves. This was a huge mistake. <laughs> uh, <to laughs> but it's fair, too late now. Uh, I'm too professional to back out at the last minute. Uh, but my I, heart's uh, simply honest, not in this. I haven't had a great deal of input in these shelves. I know, that, I, think, that I don't think I'm going to get away with it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to wing it. I wish yeah. John and Paul were there. <laughs> They'd be much better at talking about it than me. <laughs> they always were. He says, yeah, he says, we made four of these. He goes, that one was spare. And I thought, well, it might look nice on top of there. That's really, it's really an, an occasion, <laughs> occasional table where you can, <laughs> where you can put records or tapes. <laughs> yeah, you can put your records or your tapes on there. Oh, yeah. Or something. You can put anything on there, really. Put a jar of jam up there. 
you want to. You know, if you had some jam you needed, very often I found myself with some jam and I'm like, where am I going to put this? You what can't put me? it on the floor, it could spill on your rug. What with me toast-only diet that I'm on at the minute? Sometimes you have to augment it with a little bit of jam. John, let me ask you, where do you put things when you've got things that need putting somewhere? Well, it's a good question, Ringo. I don't suppose I've ever thought about it. I just do it intuitively. If I've got something I need putting somewhere, I just look for a, a surface. Well, exactly. That's why I make these shelves. I'll find myself gravitating towards a cupboard or something like that. I don't really think about it. Yes, John, but not everyone's got a cupboard close to hand. That's not the thing you don't understand, John. Oh, I'm not saying they have. <laughs> oh, he says, yeah, he says you can take it down off the top, this wooden thing, you can take it down. It detaches and you can use it as an occasional out? table. Well, exactly. It's like about seven foot in the sky. It's amazing. Good storage up there, though, says, yeah. uh, says John Noakes. Good uh, <laughs> bit of storage, then, that. Then moving on to the Perspex, we've got the small stuff that's on there as well. The stuff that Ringo's designed that's actually on the shelves. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, these are like trinkets, aren't they, really? Yeah, little steel ornaments. Yeah. I can't really see what they are. One of them makes it look, looks a bit like a mug. Uh, oh, yeah, it's not a mug. He opens it up, doesn't he, because it's got colour inside. Oh, like yeah, no, he, um, he takes exception because John Noakes sort of he uses a word that Ringo doesn't like. He goes, oh, these are just sort of ornaments for de- yeah. decorations, aren't they, Ringo? And he'll, no, this oh, one's actually a box. A box. <laughs> That's a box for keeping things in. He says it opens nice and the colours inside, you see. It opens <laughs> nice. Like yellow inside, yellow lined steel box. That, you see, I've talked about that before. That's a great um, Liverpudlian sort of little verbal like habit of saying you see at the yeah. end of things. My nan used yeah. to do that all the time. And it's a it I I feel no offence, Scousers, but when my grandma did it, I always felt it was like a power play. Cause she'd explain something that was very self evident. Yeah. But then she'd say, You see. She'd go, Yeah. No, what what you do is you take the milk and then you pour it into the tea and that's what makes it go lighter brown, you see. Yeah. And just by saying you see it's sort you of like a little bit of a pat on that, a bit condescending. condescending. Yeah, you see. Yeah, and it, that's what Ringo's doing, it. It's the Scouse condescend. I see. The colours yeah. inside, you see. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> you couldn't see that before. Could you not see, you daft bastard? Where are you from again? Halifax. Yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> Went there once, never again. Um, yeah, and then, then there's the Perspex thing, which is, isn't steel. It's... Uh, well, yeah, I'll just I'll just play this bit because it's so good. And you do mobiles as well, but this isn't steel. There is no. mobile. Well, Perspex I like as much as steel. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I like Perspex as much as I like steel. Uh. Fucking hell! But yeah, and it's like a spirally thing, isn't it? In a um, Perspex case, and it's got uh, yeah, but- it's got mercury in it. <laughs> He says, like... Like a sand timer. Yeah, but... He, oh, yeah, that's it. John has to explain this for him because he just can't be bothered. Yeah. And again, I'm not criticising Ringo. I love Ringo, but he really can't be bothered. He's th- I, I just feel that the whole time he's like, what the hell have I agreed yeah. to here? I just wish I hadn't done it. And so John has to go, oh, yeah, the mercury just goes down and then up again. 
But he says something Ringo, really interesting. Ringo says, and this oh, is this is like you know people have things on desks and tables. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, I've not explaining this. what it is. This, this is like this is what happens to a man who's been ten years outside of normal human life because he yeah. was a member of the Beatles. So you discover like that normal things are remarkable, and you relay them to people as if you've just as if you are like fucking Scott of the Antarctic. Yeah. You've just come back. And you've seen a fucking Yeti, and you're coming back to say, "Guess what? I've seen Yeti." But he says that about everything. Like, so he's going, you know, people have things on desks and tables. Like, I've it's seen like it. <laughs> I've done. I've been finding out a lot of incredible things over this last year since I went back into civilian life, and I've noticed that a lot of people have things on desks and tables. <laughs> and then he says. What I like is, and this is a phrase he uses uh, a few times, he goes, uh, hang on, go, and, and, you know, people have things on desks and tables, and he t- shows them, and that's just a bit of movement in it. You know, you turn it around, he goes, if you get a bit fed up looking at it. And I'm thinking, what do you mean fed up? You've got an ornament on your desk, right? So you've got an ornament yeah. on your desk. Let's say you're an executive, you're in your office. Yeah. And you've got this ornament. Maybe someone's brought you a present. Your missus got it for you for Christmas. And you're looking at it because it's there to amuse you when you're bored. But then Ringo envisages a thing where you actually... <laughs> you're looking at it and it's amusing. But then all of a sudden, you you get overwhelmed by melancholy. That's to annoy you. Yeah. You're oh, like, that, you're like, it's nice that, isn't it? And then you just look at it in silent, and then you're just like, actually, no, I'm getting fucked off a bit now. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking me off now. When did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, just all of a sudden. One minute I was looking at it, thinking, yeah, this is a nice way to pass the time. Next minute I was like, no, fucking get out of my sight. (laughs) But the good thing is, is that you turn it, and it gives a bit of movement, and then you stop being fucked off a bit. You're like, no, it's all right again now. Brilliant. But watch out because he uses that phrase again or something similar. He keeps referring to like getting fed up with fed things. Up with quite again, a result of being in the Beatles and so is you just get fed up every really quickly. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh Ringo, we tonight we've laid on two um two rhinoceros two rhinoceroses are gonna have sex with each other as we project like kaleidoscopic colours and operatic music over the top. Will that yeah. be entertaining enough for you? And he's just like, not really. No, I mean, I made Sergeant Pepper. I made Sergeant <laughs> Pepper. I spent a month in India with a Maharishi. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, this suitcase is like, full of baked beans. Yeah, everything is really fucking boring. <laughs> How? I've been in the Beatles. How is a desk ornament supposed to entertain me? <laughs> But then they go across the other side of the studio and we see a bigger piece, which he says is the first thing we ever did because he's talking about collaborating with some other guy he yeah. mentions later on. And it's it's just one of those things where the ball goes down gradually from side to side. One thing I was impressed by, though, because, you know, you used to get those innovation catalogues inside newspapers. Yeah. Uh, and they were big in the 90s, I think they carried 80s, 90s, maybe even carried on into the noughties. Yeah. And these things, 
This was the sort of thing you got in that. Yeah. Yeah, but this is nineteen. This is nineteen seventy. What is it? Nineteen seventy-one. So yeah, I mean, mm. to be fair, he was quite ahead of his time with all this nonsense. Mm. I'd love to know what the creative process was behind this because he does mention the guy. I've forgotten his name. Robin somebody, I think. Uh, is it Carmichael? I don't know why I think that. The guy, Robin Robin Crookshank. Crookshank. Robin Crookshank. That's Crookshank. it. I, f- I found <laughs> I found him up to get it together. Which is a great sixties, yeah, type phrase, isn't it? I phoned him up, but that at that stage, I'm I've been sitting through this, fascinated, and as soon as he said that phrase, I thought, oh, I see what's happened. I don't know how he's met Robert Crookshank, right? Mm. Maybe Robert Crookshank was Ringo's magic Alex, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what but I'm thinking. Yeah. I feel like Crookshank might have been a little bit of a spiv, like. Yeah, uh, Ringo, I don't know what the future holds for you on the, what now the band's split, but if you ever need anything making, inventing, anything, steel, perspect, anything like that, here's my number, give us a call, I can help out with that because I've got a lot of training and machinery. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. Robin Crookshank, it appears, is still uh, at large. Active. Yeah, at large. Uh, He's a British designer currently working in the UK, US, France and Central America. Uh, And he he worked with Ringo until the mid-1980s. Wow. He's designed the interiors for palaces in Abu Dhabi and luxury developments in the UK and Miami. Uh, And, yeah, he's done all sorts, and he's still at it. So uh, Well, fair play to him. Ringo's probably the the concept man. and then That's what it is. It's like when he says I called him and and told him to get together, you imagine Ringo lying in a gigantic circular bed with black... Silk or velvet sheets, right? Yes. And mirrors everywhere, and he's just bored. He's bored. Mm. It's like the Beatles split up. He's like, I'm so bored. So he picks up the phone and he goes, Robert, it's Ringo here. Take this down. Have you got a pen? 
Right. <laughs> Take this down. I, I want it. I want a square with a sort of, uh, you know, snakes and ladders. You know the way the snake goes down. I want it a bit like that, but it's made of clear perspex. Yeah. And a, and a ball sort of slides all the way down it. That's it. It takes get about it together. 20 seconds to get from the top to the bottom. Get it together. But then it goes all the way up again because there's lots of balls. Are you writing this down, Crookshank? That's the USP. I Do I have to, to come have... down there, Crookshank? Are you... I can't hear you writing. You're not humouring me, are you? Because I don't like that. Get it written down. Show some illustrations. He right. says, and the thing is called, it's got a name, it's called Another One. Yeah. Which is like Ringo's little joke, because then when people go buy it from the shops, they say, can I have another one? And he says, and the woman says, two, have you got one already? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But once again, that's Ringo trying to demonstrate that he's been observing civilian life for a few months. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know when people go into shops, John? Yes, I do. Do you know what a shop is, John? Well, of course I do, Ringo. I do as well. It's like a house, but you don't live in it. You walk into it, it's got and there are in. things that you can have in exchange for money. Most <laughs> yes, of them I'm you. aware of them. Yeah, well, I, I've been in several, and I've noticed the way people talk in them. <laughs> I've been but, going in them in disguise. Just eavesdropping. They're fascinating places. But I thought they were... The first time I went in, I assumed it was a house or a luxury hotel. So I just lay down and tried to sleep there for the night and they asked me to leave. But eventually I took off my disguise and showed them it was me, Ringo Starr, and they did let me sleep there, even though it was a sweetie shop. Fucking hell, amazing. John Noakes actually says, because the joke falls so flat when he says, do you want another one? Yeah. It's a bit awkward. So John tries to cover for him and says, there's a funny there, isn't there, somewhere? (laughs) Somewhere. (laughs) There's a funny there, isn't there, somewhere? Again, at this Uh, stage, I'm like, this is now, this whole exchange, this item in the show has slid into complete chaos. Like this is the point so where I, I, I want to see. I'd love to go back in time and, and engineer a John Noakes and Ringo Star podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would just I be mean, incredible. This at this stage is fucking madness. Like they're talking yeah. at cross purposes. No one knows. Yeah. No one understands what the other one's saying. Ringo's inventions become stranger and stranger. If you freeze frame at this bit, like John's trying to keep the energy up because that's what John does. But Ringo is looking with a sort of a weird, blissed-out grin on his face at his own invention, as if it's the first time he's seen it, and he's chuckling to himself about it. He's chuckling. Look at him. He's chuckling like he can't He can't believe it's happened. How he's thinking, come to this? He's thinking and he says, I'm on Blue Peter, claiming to have invented this strange thing that I... makes no sense. I completely forgot I'd said yes to doing this until about this an hour is ago. live children's television. <laughs> oh, he my says, goodness. He says, these discs were what started it all. Maureen bought me some of them to play with in my hand, and I got a bit fed up. <laughs> a bit fed up, exactly. I was playing with them in my hand, and one minute I was I enjoying it, and then I was like, 
I'm fed up with this. I'm getting pretty depressed. It was fun. And now I, I feel, honestly, no, I feel not. really depressed. <laughs> oh, God. So I designed I a machine to up. make them run down. <laughs> oh, I've got to do something with these, Maureen. Oh, no. I've got, well, come on, be... I've got to do something to liven this up because I'm getting one of my dark moods on. I need to be more hands-off with this. I need to <laughs> keep my hands free to do all the things, but I do like the idea of seeing them move. <laughs> so, yeah, then he phoned Robin Crookshank up to get it together because then he's another reference back listen, to listen. Get Back. Uh, uh, yeah, he uh, says... Crookshank, Crookshank, I'm a, I'm a bit... Um, I've got a problem here. Maureen's given me some plastic discs, uh, but they're causing me a real problem with the melancholy. Uh, yeah, no, I've got it bad. So you're going to have to make a way of these moving somehow. If not, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, this is the thing he says, Crookshank. Uh, I phoned him because he knew where to get plastic and everything, which takes us back to get back. Well, John that's Lennon what I was say. That and was the plastic. My favourite bit in the whole eight hours of Get Back. <laughs> it was to keep the is plastic. Is then John Lennon starts shiftily hustling the fucking film director to have some plastic off of him when the shoot's <laughs> over. I'd quite like that. Yes, well, I'm sure it. Yeah, get some plastic and then when it's over, I'll keep it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, well, we could look into it by all means. No. Definitely, you know, we're, we're definitely going to need some plastic. Do you know where you can get plastic from? <laughs> well, I'm sure I can make a few calls. Good, you do that. <laughs> and then he goes and sort of whispers, Yoko sort of whispering something to him like they're in it together and yeah. they've got big plans. See if you can get him to get us some plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, Yoko. Calm down. <laughs> You'll make it obvious. If Paul sees us doing this, he'll know we're up to something. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, we're being filmed. <laughs> oh, just keep a lid on it for now, Yoko. I've, I've told you. I promised you I'll get the plastic, and I'll never break a promise to you. I will get the plastic. We just can't afford for Paul to find out. Because <laughs> if I'll he get does, Michael to cut. I'll get Michael to destroy the tapes of this bit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to Blue Peter, and uh, John Knox said takes that machine away. The another one and switches it off and underneath is what Nox describes as the piece de resistance he says I can't speak French is that near enough and Ringo says sounds like chicken soup to me <laughs> what the fuck yeah, again piece de resistance like making no fucking sense at all piece de resistance that's classic Ringo that's what Ringo's traded on for a decade yeah he just says stuff yeah and Nox goes, well, it isn't chicken soup. It's a, it's, it's a Imagine table. Imagine being a kid watching this in 1971. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. was the average age of Blue Peter view? It was probably like eight. Something like that, yeah. And like, and the, we the, can see it now. We're still struggling to make sense of it. I mean, imagine being an eight-year-old going, what? John Nox yeah. is trying to talk French. Ringo stars to this, like... To this tramp? Yeah, the, who's this fucking tramp? He's he's scaring me. Mummy! Because the Beatles Mommy. were still ma- the Beatles were massive, but they certainly weren't for eight-year-olds by 1971, no. or no, even like 67 onwards. Eight, eight-year-old. Yeah. So there's this table, and it's quite fascinating because at each end there are two Rolls-Royce radiators, chrome-plated, and you've got a stainless steel piece in the middle. 
And there's only one of these at the moment. And that's because you can't get the radiators. Because Rolls Royce won't give up the radiators. You've got to have a chassis number to get a a replacement radiator. And it turns out that Ringo just uh, knew this bloke who had them. I knew a bloke, you see. Well, I'll just play it. I think it's in the rolls. <laughs> and so they're very hard to get, but we found this man who got them. I don't know how he got them, but he sold them to us. He ran in with them in a little yeah. bag and said, give us me money, and off he went. <laughs> <laughs> the I ran in with a bag of radiators. Yeah, really getting into a strange conversation about how he got his hand on some fucking hooky radiators off some roll horses yeah. from a man. Again, this is for an audience of eight-year-olds. And Noakes then says, well, we won't mention the little man then. <laughs> it's yes. like fucking hell. Don't want to know any more about that. Yeah, this is not appropriate. I've got Biddy Baxter in my ear. <laughs> yeah. Get him off the get him off the radiators. Wrap it up. He's gone this rogue. Is, this is an absolute fucking car crash, Noakes. I fucking knew this would happen when we got a beetle in. Whose idea was it to book him? <laughs> You said he'd be a safe pair of hands, unlike Lennon. <laughs> Fuck me. He's on acid. <laughs> so he says he's got an exhibition on with about 40 things in it. Uh, about 60% tables. All types of tables. <laughs> about 60%. 60%. Do you want to know the percentages, John? Because I, I did memorise them. I mean, I wrote them down, but... Maureen said to memorise them. Do you want me to tell you the percentages of different things there, John? Well, you can if you want, but it's not essential. Well, it's 60% tables, I'll tell you that much. All types of tables. Storage columns, which is what we've just seen at the start. Storage column. Who has room for a storage column? Uh, We've done a big hi-fi column, he says. (laughs) Lots of small things, you know, for the little man. (laughs) And Nook says, you've got lots of these in your own house, haven't you? He says, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, well, I got one of the rooms I've been in yet. You wouldn't believe the amount of things I've got in my house. <laughs> Unbelievable. He, said, he says, You're going to go on from 40 to maybe 140. He says, Well, we'll carry on now, you know, till we dry up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And what well, after that, it. Ringo? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Oh, I don't want to think about that, John. I wish you hadn't oh, asked me that, John, to be honest. Can we wrap this is, up any now? Any jobs going here? <laughs> Presenter. Imagine so, uh, that if, if Ringo had become a Blue Peter presenter. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's, uh, uh, it's made my weekend, this. I, I really just loved receiving it so much yesterday, and I've watched it a few times, and it's really hard to get my, my head around, but... Um, yeah, oh, I would say yeah, it's the best Beatles. There's a lot of Beatles documentaries and whatnot out there, and I would say this is the best one. This is the best one. I can't there's, wait for um, hopefully Chris Shaw on I Am The Egg Pod, our favourite Beatles podcast, will be doing a, a three-episode sort of analysis of this. <clears throat> well, I'm just about to mention him, because <clears throat> this, this is the first um, comment underneath it on my Twitter anywhere. Yeah. And it says uh, they were awarded a few key project, projects, the interior of the palace in Dubai and an extra one here, which you didn't know about, two of Paul Raymond's penthouse flats. Ooh. Paul Raymond, of course, the, the pawn baron yeah. of Soho, uh, with mirrors on the ceiling. Wow. Uh, above his bed, described as vast 
Twalism, I think the word is. Friendly, i.e. three in a bed. Whoa. So there we go. Um, what, Ringo designed that with, Cru- with Crookshank? With Crookshank. Crookshank. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. amazing. Apparently. I think Crookshank had done most of the heavy lifting. I'll give you some ideas, Paul Raymond. By all means. <laughs> Have you thought about a storage column? How many people are you going to have in your bed? Because when I was when I was a little lad, there was three of us sleeping in the bed because we only had one bedroom. And, and that was luxury. With an outside toilet. And then I went through a small phase of having a bed to myself. And then when we were on tour with the Beatles, sometimes there were four to five young women in the bed with me. <laughs> and I was like, this is like being a cuddle <laughs> Um <clears throat> So there we are, that's... Uh... That's the episode, I guess. I'm just looking at the uh, prediction thing because I haven't finished that off. So I'm just filling them in now. See who's got points on oh, later in the week. Sunderland won at QPR. Sunderland won at QPR. Yeah. Well done, three one. I, had, I hadn't predicted. Nor did I. That's a that's a lovely result. Good fun. It was good fun to watch because yeah. one of our former players got sent off. After about thirty oh, minutes, Jack, Jack Colback, former so Newcastle was, player as well, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. So, that fucker. Lots of lots of good fun that was. Yeah. Well, um, I went to West Ham. It was very. It was a disappointing result, but actually, it was quite good. Like West Ham played quite well. You know, you just have to accept. It's so, so my son said to me. He said, "The thing is, you just have to accept you're going to lose to City, which yeah. is a silly state of affairs." <clears throat> but yeah, you know, we we played well. You can come away from a defeat to City feeling quite positive sometimes. Yeah, and you, and you scored first, didn't you? See, so you we had that, one nil up. You know, that yeah, bit of bit of period of time where you felt like you know oh we were buzzing we thought we were going to run away with it Moyes got carried away and brought on two attackers when we were 1-0 up which is the least Moyes thing I've ever seen happen and of course it backfired so we won't be doing that again in a hurry because as soon as he did that that we conceded twice but uh, there was only one bit of news that I I don't you know we've got quick time I won't go into depth but literally just before I came on air my brother Theo is on holiday in France with my Mm. uncle and uh, he sent he sent the family message. He said I was going to make some pasta with prawns for dinner, so nice. I went and bought a bag of frozen prawns. And he went, I've just got them home. They're fucking frogs' legs. <laughs> Way. <laughs> but then I had a big argument with my son because I went, well, he could cook them, I suppose. I mean, I wouldn't want to eat them. I said, but and he went. He's vegetarian. I said he eats fish. And he went, well, frogs aren't fucking fish, are they? I said, well, they're not meat either. They're a fucking grey area, aren't they? Amphibians are a great... If you're a pescatarian, yeah. it's not cut and dried that you wouldn't eat frogs, is it? It lives in the water, isn't it? Lives in what? It's, half, it's literally half fish. So it's half yeah. fish, half mammal. Just eat half of it. Yeah. So I reckon if you just have a bit, it's all right. But more news on this as we get it. As I just it thought it was really funny in France to go and fucking pick up a bag of prawns and get yeah. over and realise it's fucking frozen frog's legs. What a country, <laughs> eh, Andy? What a fucking country. Yeah, what a world. Did you watch the um, the Russell Brand thing last night? I know you said you probably weren't No, gonna... no. I was out, but I wouldn't have anyway. I, I'd got the gist of it from looking at Twitter, so I yeah. didn't really want to know anymore. Yeah. Um, the only thing I wanted to say was just the reaction of some people to it all is just horrific. Suggesting oh, yeah. that, first of all, that it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, Russell Brand's positioned himself 
so yeah. that he's now the leader of some kind of YouTube cult where he's got people thinking that the mainstream media are trying to get him. Yeah. When in fact he's been doing this shit for years, and yeah. I'm sure you you'd heard about it. I certainly had. Yeah. Um, yeah. People saying that you know it's a conspiracy by the mainstream media. These women are making it up. Yeah. They've concocted the whole thing. From what I've heard over the years, and from what you've probably heard as well, I am one hundred and ninety-seven thousand percent certain that he's done yeah. all these things. So that that's the beginning and end of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people are nutters. And the thing is, nowadays, on social media, there's just... There are loons, but there are people with huge agendas that will jump on the back of anything, like literally anything, to make their their broader point to, about... To suit their tribe. Yeah. Their online tribe. I mean, I always say, anything like this, you're only one... You're only half a step away from something deeply anti-Semitic. That's what it all is. You know what I mean? It's like one minute they're defending someone who's who's accused of rape. The next minute they're like, and also Jews run the world secretly. It's all George Soros. It's all all connected. Six degrees of anti-Semitism. Yeah, it's all connected. And he's he's in that world now. So He is. He's in that world. He'll ride this out because that's the world he's in now. He can just ride it out. He's got his fucking little uh, cult members. And unless the long arm of the law taps him on the shoulder at some point, he'll just fucking ride it out, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. Should have happened a long time ago. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it, I reckon. We'll update the predictions on the Friday episode, because I can't be bothered to fill them all in now. And uh, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye! Goodbye! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.